0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X-Button Podcast. Today is Tuesday. I almost said Wednesday. Oops. Tuesday, December the 14th, 2021. And it is a beautiful Tuesday, I'll tell you what. Um, Nothing new is happening outside of, I don't know, (laughs) Slayer being added to Halo. A big deal. Obviously, if you've been playing Halo online, it is a uh, point of contention with... The quick play being mixed in with like oddball and capture the flag and people just want to kill stuff. People just want to shoot stuff. And uh yeah, that's that's having a big comeback today. So cannot wait to get off work. Right now, as you're probably listening, I'm at work and I'm crying and I need to get home now. Um let's just go ahead and get started. I'm your host, Jordan. I play video games. I'm here. I uh started this podcast a long time ago. If you're new here, absolutely love that you guys have checked me out and I'm glad that Any new listener is tuning in Um, today. We have just a a slew of different news stories that has come out because with the release of, you know, the recent game awards and all the new announcements that they did, uh, which we did do a recap on last episode. um, So if you guys want to check out my impressions on that, definitely go check that out. We kind of go through each game by game and award winner and yeah, we basically recover everything. With all that being said, let's just get right into it. What have I been playing? What have I been watching? Uh, What have I been watching? I watched the Game Awards. You definitely should go check out all those trailers that happened and all the awesome announcements that happened there, or uh, just check out the episode from yesterday. And what have I been playing? Well, I've been playing Halo Infinite, and I am, I think it said I'm like 40% through the campaign, and I am still loving it. I think it has definitely some downsides. I was hoping that this game was going to come through and be like a Game of the Year contender for the X-Button podcast, but I think what it is, is it's a return to form for Halo, but I don't think it's an a full-on evolution from what we used to play. Um, I think it kind of just went back to its roots, and the, the biggest difference is the grapple hook, obviously. I mean, traversing in the open world, obviously. Uh, just traversing around and stuff can be very, very fun with the grapple hook, but not so fun with vehicles. Um, I'll save that for the review that probably will happen. Um, might be next Monday, possibly Thursday. If I get to it by then, um, I did have a bunch of Spider-Man episodes planned, but I think I might either a set them as bonus episodes or B release them next week because, As much as I want to review them all before No Way Home comes out, I don't want to, like, flood the podcast with a bunch of Spider-Man stuff. Uh, I think before thinking about it, I was like, all right, you know, I'm sure you guys would probably check it out still, but still it's kind of like not everybody's into Marvel. Not everybody's into Spider-Man, and I know that's, like, not why you're here. You're here for gaming, and we're going to keep it gaming for a while. Um, So, unfortunately, those will probably be added later, or they will be bonus episodes before Thursday uh, or Friday, rather which is the official, official release of No Way Home. Um, But we'll see. You know, we will see. Uh, Another thing I've been playing is Guardians of the Galaxy. So, Guardians of the Galaxy won Best Narrative at the Game Awards. And it is awesome. I absolutely love it. Uh, You get a lot of, like, weird different characters from from the Marvel Universe that you didn't really get to see in the movies. And the way the characters are interacting with each other are, like, a little bit different. It feels like Drax is, like very much the same but like he's got a slight spin on him a little bit uh not a big one but it just he, he just kind of feels like he is f- like dead set focused on gamora which is kind of what he is a little bit in the movies but like it's lightly treaded on this one like every time you talk to him he's like that assassin over there da da da, da. um so anyways yeah that game is awesome absolutely love it but I, i've been playing that one downside though is uh, for my little trophy update of this episode, I guess. I was hoping to get the platinum on that game and I had, I didn't look up anything before I went into it. And that's the unfortunate thing. Uh, the flip side is that I think it's doable still if I just do another playthrough and just keep saving by chapter from here on out, uh, just like separately. Cause there's not really like a chapter select. That is efficient, so it's kind of a bummer, man. I, I wish games would kind of, like, get their shit together with trophies. I feel like some games just don't give a shit, and other games actually do care a lot about it. So, uh, for instance, Last of Us 2, I feel like, didn't really care about it too much. Simply because trying to go back and get all the collectibles, and made it to where you had to load your master save of, like, your 100% game, basically, where you beat the game. You had to load that every time just to check the status of all your collectibles. And then you would have to load another save or start a new save, basically, to uh or sorry you wouldn't have to do that you'd have to load your master save you would have to load a chapter which would start a separate save and you would have to collect your shit and then go out go back to the thing and see if you've done it it's just a tedious process but uh obviously the game is a masterpiece i just feel like damn you you missed the ball you dropped the ball and you missed you missed the mark and you dropped the ball um but, yeah, anyways, Guardians is it has some missable trophies. It has trophies that is better off getting as you play through once. Um, unfortunately, I'm already like halfway through it, so I'm probably going to have to play through twice. Very, very unfortunate. Uh, speaking of unfortunate, I had also recently played Jet the Far Shore, which <sighs> I went into it thinking it was going to be similar to Journey in a way and just be like, okay, it's going to be kind of fun. I get to like float around this island and this artistic experience. And, um, Right off the bat it starts off with an unlimited meter on your, your boost and I, so far I don't know if you can upgrade it which I assume you would be able to. Um, the intro is very like hold your hand literally and basically as you're going through the intro it is it is walking you through the game and it is it's very very slow but you have unlimited boost for example and you're like this little ship and you're flying along this like beautiful artistic landscape. That's cool. That's like what I came there for. However, you get out of the tutorial and they put a limiter on your on your boost. So then it's like they basically give you God powers for the tutorial and they're like, all right, let's get real. You don't have that shit. And and it literally gets to the point where, like, if you're boosting, it overheats your vehicle. I'm just like, come on, bro. That, that shit is so ridiculous. Um, So I'm, I'm kind of like disappointed so far at the beginning of Jet the Far Shore, which is unfortunate. I had caught it on a sale, which is good. So I didn't pay full price, but I was still like you know there's other things i kind of wanted to try out as well uh and it's kind of a bummer that i like had dropped that on dropped the money on that and instead of like you know other things that are out i can't think of them right now for some reason i'm having a brain fart but there were like two other games i was looking at that i was really considering and that one just did not it's not panning out so far so it's currently in the backlog and that's fine it is what it is um and then other than that Uh, I definitely want to, like, go over some things that I wanted to go back to over this, like, Christmas stint of no games. Uh, Now that Halo, the Halo campaign is out, you know, that's basically, like, for the most part. I mean, if you're into, like, the mainstream games, that's basically it until February or, like, late January for uh, Pokemon Arceus. So, it's, it's kind of a bummer, you know. It's a weird time we're in right now where, like things are already getting pushed so far into like 2021 or 22 that uh they basically like said, fuck the fuck the holidays. Nothing's going to sell. Let's just move it next year. And next year is going to be like so crowded. Like the entire year has just like months to months back to back releases. And it is bonkers on how any award is going to be given out next we- year. There's so many things And it is, man, I cannot wait for it, but damn, is it going to hurt the wallet? It's going to hurt the pride just from trying to, like, follow all the things, and it's going to hurt the podcast, because I'm I'm one man, and I need to cover most of those games. I'm going to try to cover as many as I can, as this is a gaming podcast, and I'd like to, like, bring you guys reviews and stuff for, like, the newest stuff. Um, So we'll see how that goes, but damn, man. It's just, uh, it's a weird time where, like, nothing's coming out this winter, and, uh, I'm starting to, like, add things to the backlog, like Jet the Far Shore, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5, that's on the backlog now. Um, Life is Strange, I still need to get into that. I actually have been considering stopping Guardians and then getting into that, but I need to... I'm just going to finish Guardians, finish finish Halo, and then get into Life is Strange. Then probably get into Shin Megami, and then get into Jet the Far Shore last, maybe. Uh, I also want to revisit Psychonauts. Uh, Hellblade, Newest Sacrifice, which I might wait until the new game comes out. Basically a bunch of shit, you know? How's everybody doing, though? How are you guys doing? How is your week going? I posted some new content on the Instagram, mystic.maddox, M-Y-S-T-I-C, dot M-A-D-D-O-X. And, you know, I posted a, a couple photos from the Unreal Engine 5 demo for The Matrix Awakens. And uh, that launched, I think, during the Game Awards or, like, it, the day of the Game Awards. And it's basically a small, very, very small, like, maybe 10-minute experience of you doing this, like, quick-time sequence of shooting out of cars. And, like, it's it's got Neo. It does, like, this long intro. And Neo is talking. And, like, you have Trinity there. And it, it looks really good. Like, it's actually sh- showing uh Keanu Reeves in Unreal Engine five as he's talking to you and it looks so real, it's ridiculous. Then after you do the gun sequence, it actually lets you drive around the open city and just like look at shit and take pictures. You can change the time of day. You can kinda of fuck with the filters. You can turn off the graphics basically and make it like make all the cars little blocks. Um and you can lower the lower the crowd or lower the uh traffic and the people walking around. Uh, really, really interesting to fuck around with, but I think that obviously this is just an experience, so it's I'm not reviewing it or anything. But the overall graphically, it looked amazing, and there were there are parts of that demo that look photorealistic. If you want to check one out, look at the look at the last photo I posted, or it might be second last at this point. Look at the one of the photos I posted for the Unreal Engine Five demo on my mystic.madox instagram and you will see it i have a picture of this bench and it looks so real it's so detailed that if you're just looking every time i look at it, i'm like is that real life oh i took that i'm an idiot i'm, I'm stupid i was like oh was i sitting on that one oh no i wasn't that's just that's just that's just a bench um so it's it's stunning to say the least i cannot wait to see like more games take advantage of that I'm not sure of, like, all the games that are using it, but there are games being made right now in that engine. And if that engine alone is, like, pushing that kind of quality, imagine what that engine is going to look like when it's, like, you know, years down the line, fully, like, upgraded, and it's on some pro consoles or even these consoles, and it's, like, utilizing all the power. Man, it brings a lot of potential to the gaming space, and I think even the way it, like, renders graphics is going to be... Uh, with like the nanites and stuff, which is like nanite, uh, what is it? Nanite polygons, basically. Um, basically as you like zoom in on objects, it adds polygons to it, making it look more real. And then as you zoom out, it lessens the amount of polygons. It's fucking crazy. It's like all in real time. And, uh, it's one of the most stunning, I guess, quote unquote, next gen experiences I've seen. Um, if you have not seen that I would highly recommend it. it's a free demo. Why not try it? Even if you're not into the matrix, I mean the, the gun part is okay But like that's not even really where it shines I think it shines in two parts as a city and seeing neo and trinity as 3d CG, you know in game models, I guess not CG. oh, yeah, it's CG Um, in game models and they're talking to you and it looks like they're actually moving their mouths it looks like they're one to one with their character of like who they are in real life and fuck man they're, they, I think the only thing jarring is that they show like the real Keanu Reeves before he like walks into the demo or whatever and it you, you won't really notice when he goes into it but you can kind of tell by the clothing that it's like it looks kind of like a simulated gamey type thing but uh I don't think they made this demo to like focus on the clothes I think that's why most of them are wearing uh you know leather and shit but anyways um that was just a fun thing i experienced it was, it was so awesome uh absolutely loved it and i kind of wish i had more to say about it but that's really all it is definitely go check it out i also have been reading again i started reading again picked up uh on book 10 of one punch man absolutely love that show if you haven't read the the manga they go by really fast because there's a lot of action. So you don't even have to read much if you're not into reading. Um, but I highly recommend it because there's a lot. And once you get past season two in the books, you're like well into possibly season four. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a, a, a decent amount of books that happen after the end of season two that are out right now. So if you want to see the continuation of One Punch Man, highly recommend that. Also, Chainsaw Man, a lot of mans, mandems. Uh, Chainsaw Man there are currently only I think eight or nine books and it is basically about a guy with chainsaws and he wants to touch boobies he's just a like a 20 something year old and he wants to touch on boobies because he's a little pervert and the only way he's doing that is he has to hunt these demons and he meets people that are like yeah I promise I'll let you touch my boobies if you just kill this thing and yeah it evolves from there but uh, that, that show is, like, really taken, or that book is really taken off. There's a Netflix show coming out on it, and, uh, the books are just fucking great. There's a lot of action in those, too, so you don't even have to worry about reading much there, but, uh, it is, I guess, non-cinematically amazing. Um, which there's a lot of stuff I need to read. I, I was trying to read some of, the, like, the Spider-Man books as well, like, uh, Spider-Gwen and the Amazing Spider-Man from McFarlane, and it was, it's just... It's hard for me to get into like Marvel books right now, because once you start reading some of these manga, it's just it's a different story. Uh, anyways, whatever I've been watching, I watched Andrew Garfield's movie. I absolutely hated it. I will tell you guys in my review whenever I get that out. Um, but yeah, let, just let's just thank God that there's rumors that he should be in the new movie, uh, and let's hope that that actually happens. Because if he's not, then oops, oops, bad movie, oops. Also, of course, I have say this so much. I I try to, like, really stress this. Um, I know I already went over, like, what I played recently. But I kind of want to just stress this one more time. I'm extinguished. I'm a veteran. I am really broadened. I'm really cultured. You know, I'm very, very cultured. I have, you know, many hours in Last of Us and... I've 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 almost hit Onyx on Rocket League or whatever the hell ranks are on there. Uh, don't remember. Haven't played in a while. But I, I I've been there. I've trekked there. I've recently beaten to shit the fucking Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl games. And I've you know I've even traversed the lands of Pathless uh, just by running around and hitting those targets. I've played. Super Mario Party 2, back in the day, played 007, you know, you pick odd job and all that. I'm cultured, but I'm still here today to tell you guys that there's a new season on Call of Duty. Of course, there's a new season, brother. It's a new season, brother. It's the first season for Vanguard, which is actually really exciting if you do play that game. They added a bunch of new content. They added two new maps, multiple guns. They added a bunch of intros and outros and shit and all the little doodads for your character. A lot of it is unlocked in the Battle Pass, so if you are wanting that, get on it now. Also, you unlock stuff for Warzone, and Warzone just updated their game to basically be Vanguard Warzone, which I think was the worst move in the history of Battle Royales because I don't think anybody likes it. But if you are into Warzone, that's awesome for you. Uh, just like I... This podcast is cultured, so don't worry. We're going to cover all of the bases here. I'm going to talk about how I had a hard time in Jet the Far Shore, and I'm also going to talk about how I'm playing Pokemon. I'm trying to shiny hunt a goddamn Cyndaquil right now, and it's not working out. My brother is lucky and got a shiny Snow Runt, three of them. He was trying to get the female one. And he got two males before getting the female one uh, just by breeding. So I'm trying to breed a damn high IV Cyndaquil shiny. And it's tough. It's a toughie boy. But, hey, what are you going to do? They only make it so difficult. Uh, And, on top of that, since they've updated it, because there's a bunch of duplication glitches and stuff, people already found ways to duplicate the game now. So, like, there's already dupes out there going on the new updates, which is insane. Um, Of course, I would never dupe in my life. Of course, I would never do that. Moving on from that subject before I... Incriminate myself with Nintendo. No, I'm just joking. Um, we do have some other things to talk about. Let's get into the nitty gritty. The analog pocket. Um, I don't think it's fully out yet. I I need to I need to see real quick because I don't remember. Um, basically, the analog pocket is a glorified. I don't know if they, their marketing team once would want me to say it this way, but it is basically a, you know. It is a Game Boy. It's a glorified HD Game Boy, made in modern times. Uh, looks sleek, very fucking sleek. It looks like an Apple product. It's so sleek. Um, has an IPS screen on it with backlighting, and it can play multiple different consoles. It's it's fucking insane. Uh, I got a nine on IGN, which is actually pretty amazing. Uh, there are also like accessories you can buy that actually make it to where you can play the game in HD on your TV. Uh, pretty insane. And what makes it even sweeter, multiplayer games and Pokemon games, you can actually use a link cable and go straight to a game boy and trade Pokemon and play multiplayer games together. Insane. So it's literally it has all the functionality of a game boy, um, does not support ROM usage, but it does use it does have a slot to where you can actually put in physical purchased Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. Does have it has options for like other consoles, but I'm not 100% sure on which consoles those are. Trying to see if I can find it real quick. Says the screen is a 3.5 inch, 615 PPI, 1600 by 1440 display. Um, But it, it is like scaled up. It's a scaled up version of the old screen. Basically, it's IPS, so it's one of the best screens you can get. And then the console itself is just made of like it looks like it's made quality like it's so awesome. Uh, it has a USB C, has a four hundred thirty, has a forty three hundred, sorry, uh, milliamp battery, and uh, it has six to ten hours of gameplay. Has a headphone jack, has all the necessary buttons to do you know to do the game stuff you know that you want to do. Um, but it, it looks solid, man. I am actually very, very envious of people getting this, but it is expensive. I will will say that much. It is currently shipping out the December 13th, uh, pre-ordered ones or on December 13th, they're shipping out the currently pre-ordered ones. And then additional pre-orders are available now for $220, $20 more than the original asking price. And it is going to come in 2022. So we'll see when that happens. I'm sure they're, they're probably having a tough time developing that just with, like, COVID and everything, so... Um, but it is beyond phenomenal. Like, if you wanted to relive some of these old games... Because there's so many games that are, like, trapped on the Game Boy, and game preservation is important. Uh, if you play it on a modern system, or, like, a official system, like a Game Boy Color or a Game Boy Advance, or even doing the GameCube setup, it first of all, it gets expensive, because those consoles are official. It already gets expensive. But if you wanted, like, a HD-quality guaranteed... To work like solid modern unit, a modern take. Uh, Honestly, the $200 or $220 price tag is with inflation and, you know, the advancement of technology, all the tech that's in this to make it a modern version uh, still have the cores of the original system and be able to perform well alongside these other consoles that are handhelds and be something viable that you can actually bring around. Um it's beyond phenomenal. I think t- uh, 220 bucks is like yes, it's a little steep for something playing older games, but it is the undeniable best way to play those games. Um I'm sure people could argue some emulation could do it, but emulation still has its own issues obviously with like screen tearing, um certain features not working, um images stretching, clipping, all kinds of weird shit. So, and it's illegal for the most parts and if, unless you officially own the games, which most people don't. So, you know, probably not best to do that. Um, but this is an awesome option. If you do have those like old cartridges laying around, uh, once these things actually get like mass produced and they're not like so limited, which I don't know if that'll ever happen to where it's not limited. Um, I hope they do produce more and with it reviewing well, it sounds like it's a solid alternative to these archaic systems and uh yeah check it out if you're into it um according to ign cat bailey uh xbox's infamous red ring of death remembered with a poster sold by xbox where they put red ring of death and they have the red ring and that's just the image it's just a close-up picture of the red ring of death um it's a weird thing this is a weird decision uh for many many reasons obviously it's honoring a a expensive horrific moment in xbox's history um it it are i mean if they didn't come back around to making the 360 one of the best consoles ever they you know this would have been the reason that a lot of people would have strayed away from xbox like this is they it's it was it was a very solid system so it's kind of hard to like pull away from xbox 360 it was one of the best systems ever made Especially for online gameplay. And it revolutionized online gameplay with Xbox Live being at its peak. Um, but the Red Ring was a huge issue. I mean, you people were getting replacement consoles and getting the Red Ring like a week later. It was back-to-back Red Rings. I know people who have had it nine times. Who have sent it back nine times. Gotten it back. Red Ring. I have personally had it twice. Um, the Slim model stopped doing it, which was awesome. But overall, the the issue never really resolved itself outside of the original launch. Like those consoles that were originally launched with the, you know, the stand up white and uh, the face plates that pop off and the, the hard drive that's on the top that looks, it looks very sleek. I love the design of that console by the way. Um, and you can like swap the face plates. Very interesting. Very cool. Uh, looks better laid down probably. And I remember the launch very, very, very vividly um, good times. But basically, you know, that console i think it was just like doomed from the start it must have been like a structure issue of like how they developed it 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 just it seemed like no matter what that console was doomed even like the newer models were kind of getting it i know whenever they released the elite model which had like some halo graphics on it and shit like that i know there was like a, a halo version um those for the most part were supposed to be better but my issue never really got resolved until the Slim came out, and I think that became more dominant. I think once they announced that and once they released it, it was like, all right, get rid of all the white ones and just knock out these these Slims right now. Um, but selling a poster is cheeky in a way in modern times. I mean, I think most people are over the trauma. I mean, we're two consoles ahead of that, so I don't think it's like the biggest deal. But kind of weird. <laughs> kind of it's, it's, it's kind of like Sony being like, hey, here's a poster of the sony hack that happened with that uh one lizard group that one year and nobody could play their games for like a week or something yeah here's a here's a poster for it like it, it you know it's just weird it's a dark time in your in your console's history let's not honor it let's just like let it be um i know the red ring is a little bit unique because it has that iconic icon uh, oh yes yeah last episode it was guillermo now it's icon iconography there we go we got it. We got it today very, very fast. Iconography, iconography. Said it twice more just to be safe. Um, but I'll be honest. I, you know, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think people are going to have like some big uproar of their, over this poster being sold. Uh, it's just a weird choice. Um, but I know Xbox has fully embraced their history, especially with the recent announcement of the Xbox documentary that's going to be, I think, uploaded on YouTube. I, I forgot where that is. But basically, with that inclusion, um, I think they're kind of knowing that like everybody knows what the red ring is, whether it be bad or good. It's kind of like interesting to go, Hey, here's a poster for it. It is a little bit expensive at $25 for a poster, but Hey, I'm sure gaming enthusiasts and Xbox fans are definitely going to get it. So, uh, I think it's pretty cheeky. I think it's fun. I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but at the same time, I can definitely see people getting like a little salty about being reminded of that history and that time where they had to hit up customer service every two weeks. Um, But it is what it is. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. This has been fun talking about random news stories. Lastly, to end it, I highly recommend any listener of this podcast to go find the best way you can to support anybody affected by the tornadoes in Kentucky. Uh, This has been, uh, I guess, directly, indirectly. uh, It hasn't affected me at all, thank God, or anybody in my family but I know uh, people who have families down there and I'm personally asking you guys if anybody can uh, find a way to somehow donate or support. I don't really want to shout out a specific place because I don't want to find a scam or something out there because there are scams typically on these things. So find some reliable source or some way to support the cause and and uh, help the people in Kentucky and the surrounding states that were affected by that tornado that happened over the weekend and uh it is tragic a lot of people have passed and i think it's very important to kind of use this time to you know promote that and kind of let people be aware that it it has affected a lot of people a lot of people died a lot of families have been ruined um a lot of their a lot of their uh, you know their livelihood i mean if you look at the town in bowling green it's like It literally knocked out buildings, businesses, houses. It's insane. So uh, any support helps. Uh, Just um, definitely try to do it through a safe outlet. And I would absolutely appreciate it if you do so. So uh, on that note, I appreciate everybody listening today. And I will see you guys tomorrow back with more gaming topics. And have a great day, guys.